And um, depending on how you look at it, it's either a very late one or a very early one. Uh, there's been a lot going on down in the world of sheep, LNP, and earthquakes. But uh, we are here now and we are excited to get uh, dug into last weekend's conference championships and, of course, the Super Bowl. My name is Stuart Bothwell, his name is Darren Butter, and we are almost there, Darren. We are. We're almost ready to talk about the draft for four months. It's so close, Stuart. Uh, so close. I just realised I'm going. I'm going on holiday for four months. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I've decided I'm not. I'm not doing that quite to the same extent as we did last well, year. What am I going to do um, with my ten pages of notes on the Reese's Senior Bowl? Uh, well, we can talk about that, I guess. But um, or, or, or rather, I just let you talk at me about about your notes. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure that one out a little bit later on. But of course. Like I say, there's more pressing matters at hand. Um, with the Super Bowl teams decided, um, the, the, that only came about because there was two conference championship games between the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. And um, spoiler alert, um, both of the correct teams won it. Yes, the, both teams that were probably projected to win it on paper um, got, it, got it done, so... It was uh, it was quite impressive though. The both game both um, winning performances were were a bit probably a bit better than people expected them to be. Um, yeah, was, I think they were they were pretty comprehensive, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Certainly, for the most part. Yeah, the Chiefs were. You know, they they fell behind early. If we're gonna, are we talk about that game first? Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, sure. Let's just jump jump right into it. So, yeah, into like, it, yeah, things did seem to be going well for the Titans at the beginning when uh, Tannehill found AJ Brown over the middle for a huge catch and run. Uh, but the Chiefs did something on that drive that I don't think they would have done last season, which was force a field goal in the red zone. Um, then the Titans got got the ball back again after uh, after a punt from Kansas City, and Derrick Henry did what he'd been doing all season, blasted a hole into the end zone to put them ten nothing up. So, yeah, it was a good start indeed. But then we saw what Kansas City did to Houston in the week prior, and they basically went and did it again. Like um, Mahomes would go on to throw three touchdowns, uh, two to Tyreek Hill and a 60-yard rainbow to Sammy Watkins, but it was a 27-yard dodge, sideline scamper, and hard-nosed smash into the end zone, dragging about three guys with him that, um, that really, really swung the momentum in their favour. Yeah, it, w- it was um, an electrifying play. It was a play that got me out of out of my chair and jumping around to be honest and when you watch it for the like fourth time it's maybe like okay that could have been tackled better but um it's just not expected especially from a player still coming back from a from an injury i don't think titans would have schemed that <laughs> as much as they probably should, they would next time um because the last time yeah, they he's, played he's the chief one, he couldn't move so I think that was probably the first time they've seen Mahomes uh, take off in the pocket, and mm-hmm. it was it was really impressive. And big thing is that the Titans hadn't had not had not failed to score a touchdown 
in the in the red zone for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I think like four weeks in a <laughs> row they hadn't failed. It was like um, fifteen visits, and then on that first mm. drive they hold them to that field goal, but then they immediately lose the touchdown. Um, so they're ten 0 down after four minutes, or after mm. eight minutes, and. You know they did well to come back, and then they started forcing some punts. So I think it was uh, it's about four empty plays, empty drives in a row, which allowed um, the Chiefs to get mm-hmm. a couple of touchdowns, uh, uh, three touchdowns, and suddenly it was twenty-one seventeen, and um, before the end of the half, it was just it was so so impressive from Mahomes and the Chiefs in the second quarter, and they've done that to a lot of teams over the last two years. You know they get seem to get yeah. most of their points in the middle quarters. Um, mm-hmm. They just need to kind of stop hemorrhaging points in the first couple of minutes of the game. They don't seem to <laughs> come to the game very, you know, awake, and they they lose easy easy touchdowns like they did last week as well. So, well, they did against. That could just be the, the way Chiefs. these schemes are set up and stuff. Yeah. Um, the 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 Chiefs' defense on paper through the course of the regular season was uh, okay on the whole, but the the real strengths that they have uh, they, they're pretty pretty good with their pass rush, but their um, their their cornerbacks have been excellent this year, uh, especially when covering wide receivers. I think they're one of the best in the league at that. Um, and the only real weak link is Kendall Fuller, who's had a pretty horrendous season, but he's getting paid all the money. Um, That's the way it works. Yeah, um, so like the, the, like the Chiefs managing to, well, they, they've been not very good against the run throughout the course of the season, but then in the last couple of games, like in the, in the playoffs, they've really, really stepped up and they've managed to prove that they can stop the run, uh, which is going to be crucial when they play in the Super Bowl against a predominantly uh, very creative run, running team. Um so, like, I think they're, they're probably just getting good at the right time here. And also, it certainly helped that they were being led by a super fired up Tyron Matthew, who was just blowing people up left, right, and center. He was he was well up for it today. Yeah, they've got that combination today <laughs> on this day two weeks ago. Well, I'm, yeah, on, on this particular day, however long ago it was. <laughs> um, I think for the Chiefs moving forward, you know, they've got um, Matthew Sorensen. Um, Frank Clark and and Terrell Suggs. It's pretty pretty strong um, linebacker, you know, uh, mid middle of the field uh, line. Mm-hmm. Going against the Forty ers running defense, uh, running attack is they're going to need to be on the top of their game because the Forty ers don't need to throw it to the outside <laughs> to win games. So um, yeah, that's going to have to do like, something they... to force that to happen if they're to get it to the best cornerbacks. The league, pretty much, or the best uh, quarterback yeah. pairing this season. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we'll, we'll need to uh, we'll, we'll focus more on that when we get around to talking about our, our main uh, Super Bowl chat. And like I think we discussed earlier today that we're just going to have a pretty brief chat about the Super Bowl uh, like this time around, but then we'll have a far more in depth one uh, later in the week and closer at the time, just so that we're fully informed on everything and uh, everything is as fresh as possible. All the information we get is. As, as relevant and up-to-date as possible, uh, just so we can uh, talk absolute nonsense about it through the course of the entire podcast. Um, but, yeah, the, like I think um, in, in terms of, you know, this being the end of the Titans season, 
Um, we, we we like the Titans, and yeah. we we feel bad for them. Like this is this is a good Titan Titans team, and uh, they were like very very fun to watch. Probably since about when was it week seven, um, when when Tannehill came into the fold. And um, like I, I don't want to rehash the same thing over and over again, but like, this is a, a Titans team that's going somewhere. They're building themselves for strength and uh, just a, a hard nosed. Uh, attack up front, but they've also got the ability to sling it through the air, and uh, and, and the defense isn't bad either. But th- th- there's still a couple areas that need to improve on. Um, but um, yeah, it's definitely a team that's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, they've had a really impressive season, um, and they truly deserve to be in this position. Um, they did seem to have that kind of giants of 2008 um, kind of vibe about them where they're going to go away to all the teams and get to the Super Bowl but just one team too many I think <laughs> um, you know you you win your division to get a get a break and get maybe a home tie and when you get in through the wild card it definitely is a bit more difficult to get to the Super Bowl so going away to the Patriots oh, and then to the Ravens and then to the Chiefs it's just maybe one game too many for Henry one game too many for that defence and the Chiefs just have some back-breaking plays like that. Um, that Watkins uh, shuffle um, to get mm. free for that final touchdown, and then they tried to pull him down, but he still managed to get away and score the touchdown. So, um, it once when you're giving away like sixty-yard backbreakers like that, then you know you're you're not coming back. I think that made it thirty-five seventeen, and and it was over. But before that, they'd had a couple of chances to put put it back to. Um, Seventeen twenty. It was seventeen twenty one. They got two chances with the ball and didn't make anything of it. And then you know, yeah, Williams. Well, it's, it's, yeah, when you're when you're playing against the Chiefs, uh, like we know this fine well as well, is that they're uh, they have so many weapons uh, that it's just pick your poison. Which one do you cover? Uh, so, for example, on the on that second Tyreek Hill touchdown, there's two guys up top covering Travis Kelsey. So Tyreek Hill's left one on one, and in just like as soon as Mahomes sees that, you know fine well that he's going to go to him because Tyreek Hill is just going to be able to run faster than his man, and he's like got really good hands. So it was just a like pinpoint pass. That's all you need, and yeah. he's so good at doing that. Just dropped it right in the bucket for him. And the Chiefs, you know, they were playing well even though they were ten 0 down. I think they had was it um the the fullback um on a slant to the end of the back of the end zone, and Mahomes found him in the chest, but. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't get the couldn't get the catch because of the fullback. Yeah, and um, Demarcus <laughs> Robinson was standing right behind him, mm. <laughs> waiting for the ball. So they both could have caught it. Yeah, the fullback just kind of got in the way of the there. pass. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that. It could have been a complete blowout. It could have been you know fifty fifty seventeen in this one, but it's just kind of the way it works. Is that you know the Titans went off to an early lead and. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to do what they did to the other teams. That's what I'm saying. I just think it was one game too many. You know, you get that lead and then you want to run the ball, but they mm. just couldn't get Henry schemed the way they did in the other games. Yeah, they couldn't get the in, ball long enough. Yeah, in the other games, they were getting the rub of the green. It would be a case of the, like they were winning all the coin flips, and in this one, they just weren't. Uh, like, like Casey just managed to really stuff Derek Henry. That was where they really wanted to go. And then it, it forced them to, to try and throw the ball to the outside, which is Casey's strength. They're just really good at defending against wide receivers. Um, but um, so, so, yeah, it's just like 
it, when they needed to come back and do something, they just couldn't. They couldn't find a way. They, they, they got themselves out to that early lead, which has you know, been their strategy over the last however many games. Um, but then couldn't hold on to that. And then once they found themselves behind, they, they just couldn't find an answer for it in the second half. And uh, this game was a lot less close in the end than the, than the scoreline would suggest. Yeah. Um, which I, which I, th- I think I think's fair. It's a fair reflection on the game. It's how it went. Um, but yeah, no more no more Titans. Casey moves on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know you got Tannehill making thirty one throws in this. I think when they designed what a win would look like, that wasn't it. So yeah. So unlucky to Titans. They need to get a few more. Um, not even a few more weapons. I think that they're you know Davis Brown Humphreys and Johnny Smith. That's that's good. And then you got Henry. They probably need maybe a backup who doesn't mind only getting two or three carries a game um, behind Henry, just to mm. let him get his breath a bit more, maybe on first and second down a couple of times. But they're they're right there. They just need to maybe get another offensive mind into that room so they can scheme open some more um, wide receiver threats mm. off of those big big um, personnel groupings they're using. Yeah. It's hard to throw I, I, when you've got three tight ends and trying to make it look like you're running. You've only really got maybe one throw available, <laughs> and Tannehill isn't that quarterback that's going to make that throw if that guy's double teamed. So. Yeah, well, I think that like in terms of Tennessee, they're they're going to go from strength to strength next season. And like AJ Brown's second year, uh, I think the the primary thing for them would be to try and sign up uh, Jack Conklin, uh, get get him get him back in the building. Don't let him leave because uh, he's a really good, strong run blocker. And, uh, and a pretty good uh, pass blocker too. Um, on, on the other side of the ball, the defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, he's now uh, retiring, so, so that's, that's him gone. So they need to find someone else to come in there. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's not too, they're not going to lose too much. Um, so I, I think their, their primary thing is just get, getting some, maybe a couple of free agents in here and there. But um, just kind of keep doing what you've been doing because... If you have a team like that, um, fielded by Ryan Tannehill playing as well as he was this year uh, for the entire season, this is a 12-win team. Yeah, yeah. So I've just got to get right back at it again. Hopefully you'll get the rub of the green sometimes and uh, you'll be laughing. You'll be back in the playoffs and you'll have every opportunity to win the big game. Yeah, I, I love the story around their um, offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, being the Arthur Smith, to the, yeah. Fed, the FedEx fortune. But... Decided he wanted to coach American football. <laughs> so I didn't know, didn't know that. Didn't know who he was. Good lad. He got promoted during the season to offensive coordinator. So that was an interesting take on um, during the game. You know, they find nice stories and they keep beating <laughs> them. So that, that was cool. But mm-hmm. they're they're almost there. Yeah, they, they love bringing um, those things up. Like like, did you know that Ryan Tannehill used to be a wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. Take that one off. Yeah, I hear it um, a lot. Mm-hmm. Stuff about, um, loads of stuff about Derek Henry in, at high school and stuff, and running for like four hundred yards in the state final. You know, so yeah, it's always the same story yeah. um, when teams don't get on, on <laughs> that's a long way. TV too often. But that's all right. I'm yeah. happy for Andy Reid, but you know, this is what his third Super Bowl as a head coach with three different teams, so mm-hmm. he's probably got to get that monkey off his back. Yeah, we wish we wish him the best of luck in it. Um, 
and uh, you know, commiserations to Mike Brabel. Did an excellent, excellent job with the Titans. Like I say, he'll be back next season. Uh, we'll have to move on. And um, the, in the other game, the San Francisco 49ers just absolutely destroyed Green Bay. Um, the, the, you look at the scoreline and it says that Green Bay scored 20 points, but they, they did nothing in the first half. Uh, and it was pretty much just garbage time when they were putting these things up. There was a couple of decent plays from them, but San Francisco just torched them from start to finish. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo only needed to throw eight passes in this game because Raheem Mostert ran it 29 carries for 220 yards and four scores. And it just looked like every time I was looking up, uh, Raheem Mostert was breaking like a a 10-yard run, a 25-yard run, 30-yard run. He was just like put on an absolute clinic. Um, And the 49ers just didn't need to do anything else because they got their noses out in front so, so early on and they could just like grind it out. Yeah, they looked at the Titans and went, "That's exactly how we want to do it," and then did it to Green Bay. Um, mm. I find it interesting because obviously Tevin Coleman went down pretty early in this game, bringing in, you know, the Mosterali. Raheem Moster. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he just torched it. And now you see the stories about oh Tevin Coleman, he's almost there. You know the extra break's gonna get him back in time. And it's like, how how must you be feeling as Tevin Coleman? You're just sitting there going, I'd love to play in the Super Bowl, but we're probably gonna win if we don't play because <laughs> <laughs> we we seem to be a bit better without me. Mm. So he'll be coming back going, oh, we'll get to experience it. But he's probably not expecting too many carries um, in the final because yeah, Moster just torched it. And watching it, I'll be honest, I didn't watch this one live. It was. Um, I watched the extended highlights, and it was just frustrating mm. to watch the highlights and just see like, okay, third and ten, they're not running this. Oh, they did, and they got it, and oh, they just yeah couldn't stop it. It's like surely eleven big guys can just stop a guy running at them a couple more times um, than they did, and it was just it was not great and then you know Mike Patton gets a, his contract renewed yesterday or the day before somehow so, so, yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit confused but I just it's it's hard because I think Matt LaFleur is probably going to be a good coach but I think his older brother and his um, best mate have his number so I think for the next couple mm. of years the 49ers are going to have the Packers are going to have to avoid the 49ers to make the Super Bowl it just doesn't look like yeah. Doesn't look like the younger brother knows how to play his big brother or his mate because that's twice <laughs> in one season that they've absolutely torched them. And maybe yeah. been, at Green Bay it would have been different in the cold, but it doesn't look like it. It just looks like the 49ers were the best team in the the NFC and they've got a well-earned Super Bowl berth. Absolutely, and like of course, in front of every fantastic uh, rushing performance is a fantastic. Uh, run-blocking offensive line and the, the, the 49ers just created these holes for for Mostert to run through um, you could have got a bus through um, and you could probably have like, afforded yourself enough time to stop and do a three-point turn in them as well um, it was just um, it was excellent scheming up uh, just, just having these uh, guys totally manhandle what was supposed to be a Green Bay strength in the Smith brothers, um, and yeah, just just make them a total non-factor. Um, 
and like I said, Jimmy G's only had to throw, I think, 27 attempts through the course of this entire playoff run. Yeah, been attempt, um, between attempt six and attempt seven was an hour and a half of real time. Yeah, literally 90 minutes of not, not of not throwing a pass. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to see if that's ever happened in the NFL before. Um, maybe maybe with uh, the Baltimore Ravens of last year where they were just afraid to let Lamar Jackson throw it at all. Um, but, yeah, like I say, just just absolute pure dominance. Um, and on the other side of the ball, it was just ineptitude. Um, if you look at Aaron Rodgers' stats, he was 31 for 39 for 326 yards and two scores. And like that looks pretty good. But he also threw two interceptions, which is rather uncharacteristic, and um, and also fumbled the ball um, when the guy was coming right at, right at his face and he would usually see him. Just Despite the fact that Rodgers was technically accurate, according to those numbers, he was making these mistakes that just was not part of his game throughout the course of the season. He would usually get rid of the ball or, 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 or eat it when he needs to. Uh, turnovers are not supposed to be something that's in his arsenal. And yeah, the, um, they just the got right in his face. The fumble when they came up the middle and he just kind of, he didn't collect the snap and just mm. kind of stepped back and watched everyone else go for it. And it's like, yeah, you know you're the, the franchise and you shouldn't get injured, but the look on his face... you got to try. Like, he, he knew, it's like he knew that it was over and it was only like a couple of minutes into the third quarter. He just, it was done. It's like, know, I'm not getting involved in that. He just had this look like we're not going to... Um, actually, I don't think they actually lost that fumble, but it was just the lack of effort watching everyone else try and get it. And it's just... Yeah, I think someone doesn't think this team's strong enough to win this game. Um, mm-hmm. And there must must have been a mindset issue with getting, what, absolutely hammered a few weeks ago by them. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of these players didn't think it was possible. And it isn't. If you don't, if you don't think it's going to be possible, it isn't going to be possible. Um, well, Lafleur came out and um, during his press conference, kind of berated his team for not playing with their hair on fire. And um, listening to him and his attitude and the way that he was speaking, you know, it doesn't exactly inspire confidence anyway. Uh, so it was a, a quite quite a strange press conference to hear about their particular mindset. I, I don't think that he got that team fired up, and I don't think he's gotten fired up through the course of the season. And I think that they. For, like in many cases, just kind of locked their way into a thirteen and three record, and um, I thought that they had no business being anywhere near the NFC Championship. And uh, this game kind of vindicated that particular opinion. Yeah, fair. I think if they'd um, played someone other than the Forty Nineers, it might have been a bit different. But yeah, but you can't play the Detroit. It. You can't play the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. So it's the <laughs> no. um, they they could have played the Vikings. Huh? Um, depending mm. on how it fell, they. I don't know. Like you watch Rogers in the fast last like five minutes of this game, and it's just, it's impressive. But they they just didn't give themselves enough opportunities to, to score points. Um, and you just needed to get the Forty ers off the field. Could, giving those rushing stats, Forty ers could have been like fifty five, sixty points. It was it was. Embarrassing. They, just, they looked like they were going to score every time they ran the ball. Um, and then, you know, you get a few um, decent plays from Garoppolo when they're needed. I think in the fourth quarter he had a, a great um, great completion to stop, to Debo Samuels to stop the um, 
the Packers getting the ball back. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all. If that's the way you're playing, that's all it takes. And it's probably what the Titans wanted to do with Tannehill and couldn't manage it. So good on the 49ers for doing it. It'll be interesting to see if going forward in the Super Bowl one next season they can can keep that up. Um, I think they need to put Kyle Juszczyk in some some glass or carbon freeze him or something for the next uh, <laughs> ten months because he's probably. Strange, not strangely, but scheme wise, probably their most important player. Some of his um, lead blocks were outstanding in this game, but uh, yeah, like, so he, he's that. always he's really versatile in getting. Like, obviously, when, when you've got your offensive linemen, they they stay and line up where they line up, but you can move Yuschek around and just have him set up as this this chess piece uh, and and allow him to blow people up. And he can also get himself involved in the passing game and the running game as well. He's a, a very valuable player in that regard. Yeah, he um, a couple of highlights of him just destroying the Smith brothers as they came through the hole. You know, the Smith mm-hmm. brothers getting getting blood on blood in the air, thinking they're getting to um, getting to Mostert, and then suddenly this you know five foot eight fullback pins them <laughs> out, and Mozart's away for you know twenty, twenty three, twenty four yards, and it's like, I don't know yeah. what you meant to, how they're gonna deal with that, and I think that that's gonna be a pivotal piece um, going forward for them. So. Is this what's happening? Yeah, now? I think um, they have this whole the... thing about no one, no one wanted other than Bill Belichick to give a fullback a roster spot, and now it's gonna, <laughs> it looks more like you're going to need to have a backup fullback. Like the way teams are like scheming their fullbacks to be so important. Like you look at New England this year losing their fullback so early, and really struggling to run the ball. And you look at um, the Chiefs have been using their fullback to clean out as well, and. It seems to be coming back, but does that mean that teams that really rely on a fullback are going to need to have a couple of them? Because if well, one gets injured, it, it, it really impacts mm, the team. I don't know. It depends on on your your roster spot and stuff like that. But full bo- fullbacks don't tend to be particularly injury prone, um, purely because they're just the the nature of their uh, their type of blocking and their type of assignments, and they've always got everything in front of them. Um, but yeah, like obviously this is more of a passing attack league, but if you have the the ability to run the ball as well as uh, the San Francisco 49ers do, then you don't really need to have that passing attack, providing your running attack is that good. Um, I, I don't know. Like I think we we do think that the that the passing game is probably the more important part in general, right? But yeah. If if you if you can get that strong and they get that far out ahead and be that controlling and scheme up your blocks in such a way, I mean, like Kyle Shanahan is just just great at opening everything up. He schemes uh, fantastic, huge run lanes, and he also manages to scheme wide receivers and tight ends open. Um, like how he does it is just all through through like subtlety and these these little changes and moving from one particular. Uh, blocking scheme into another one, like pretty much mid-play, um, and it just—it's just something that other teams are not used to seeing. And if you just keep doing that to them, you keep being creative, and you just have it drilled into your your blockers that—that uh, that they operate in a, a way that's entirely different and more complex than than other teams, then you're going to have an advantage. And yeah, they just really hammered that home in this game. Yeah, yeah, they um. They were impressive. 
Green Bay defensively weren't, and I think the the best team made it. You know, with um, definitely with the Saints falling to the Vikings, and this is the as I said, you know, you win your divisions, you you get first place, so you you don't have to play, you know, the Vikings in the first round, and you don't have to go away to um, Green Bay, you know, things like that. So the, the mm. other teams in the NFC, they put themselves in the position to. To, to get hiccups and get tripped up and the 49ers did exactly what they needed to do went very in and free got the first place and they've had two relatively straightforward games and now they're in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl yeah so that's, that's the Packers out of it um, it'll be interesting to see where they decide to go in the draft uh, they could probably do with uh, maybe another wide receiver uh, some uh, like maybe a tight end because Jimmy Graham is slower as anything these days um, or they could move on to the, the defensive side of the ball as well and they, they, they kind of seem to do things in chunks, so like they'll buy, they'll go and get a whole bunch of wide receivers in one draft and last year it was a bunch of cornerbacks and um, I guess it's just a matter of these guys they, they've had a full season in the NFL now maybe they'll figure things out more next year Pet, Petten has some work to do uh, and like once again, Green Bay falls the final hurdle, but uh, they've they've got some pieces in place, but there's still a few weaknesses there. Yeah, I think they showed to themselves how important it is to be home field, um, so that's probably going to be we need to do Ferry and Free again, and we need to get home field, and that'll be what they think they can achieve. You know, you don't play the sport to think anything else other than that. So mm-hmm. I think if they get home field in the playoffs, it's a different yeah. different story. But going having to go away to the nobody wants to go through Lambo. Yeah, yeah. Then it's it's too hard. It gets hard. Um, but they're gonna have to watch what the Lions are doing. Gonna have to watch if the Vikings improve with um, Kubiak. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's the NFL. Every game's hard. So they'll um, other than this game for the Forty Nineers. So they'll they'll figure it out. I think they will. I think they'll draft. Decently, but they do have the core of their team there. They just need maybe a few extra weapons and a few extra um, people to put in mm-hmm. um, on third down, and really get. They just need to get people off the field a bit better. They couldn't get Wilson off the field. They couldn't get, um, you know, Cousins off the field in one of their games this season. It's just mm. in these closer games and these big games, you just need to get as many stops and as many chances to give Rodgers the ball as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've got to, got to aim for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to move on because uh, time is running pretty short here at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's it. It's the, the Super Bowl uh, lineup is determined. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The 49ers looking to join the, uh, the Six Rings Club. Uh, it's been a while since they like, were... In, well, since they won a ring, um, they they did up have an opportunity in the mid two thousand and sorry, mid twenty tens, uh, but failed to beat Baltimore. And uh, as you said earlier, uh, the Chiefs will be looking to get Andy Reid his first ring. So that's two things that are like happening in this game. Uh, so yeah, just to um, talk about it very briefly right now, we'll look forward to this properly in a big um, preview later on in the week. I think. But, um, yeah, as we said before, it's two teams who deserve to be there. No one can begrudge them. No one can say, like, oh, they just locked their way into it or something. 
the Chiefs obviously have the ability to be flashy and put up points, and the run defense is performing much better in the playoffs than it did through the regular season. So maybe they're getting good at the right time. However, they're going to come up against a 49ers team with this incredible creative rushing attack and a passing game that schemes up more easy throws than any other team. Uh, they are really are an excellent matchup, and if anyone says that one of these teams is a sure thing to win, then they don't know what they're talking about, because this is close. It is. It's kind of like... Um, it's, it's fine to say about, you know, maybe about Garoppolo and Mahomes after two years, but it, it does feel like an, <laughs> an immovable object um, hitting against the brick wall. It's... Um, the statistical stuff behind it's just really impressive. Like Mahomes has thrown over, has got over thirty-five points in his first four playoff games. Um, Andy Reid has one of the most playoff wins in history, and then you got Garoppolo is now um, third behind Montana and Steve Young for playoff wins. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's in the I, I can't see it. Who's gonna win? Um, I think that running game is just scary for the 49ers. Um, so if the Chiefs come in cold, like they've done the last two games, um, it could be a long way back. But mm. you can never write out Mahomes and Hill and Watkins and um, Kelsey. It's just, it's really impressive. My my main hope is that they figure out the kits. Um, I know they have a tradition, but um, one of these teams needs to be wearing white. <laughs> It's not going to look great if they the the, the, the 49ers are going to be wearing white. It's been decided that the 49ers that, yeah. will wear the white jerseys. Yes, that's yeah, been I heard confirmed. the thing saying that they didn't have to wear white. They could both wear red because of the way that no one's ever played two teams in red in the Super Bowl before. Mm. And I was like, that's going to be yeah. that's not great. Can we not do that? So I'm glad that um, smarter <laughs> heads have prevailed there. Yeah, rather than just saying, okay, Chiefs, you have to wear your color rush uniforms that are like the bright gold or something like that. I was like, nah, that wouldn't be No, right. it would have been like um, um, off the... red and bright red. I think Chiefs are like a more orangey red and then the, red, the 49ers are a deep yeah. red. So it would have looked different on the screen, but not very different. Not enough to really mm. enjoy it. So No, but the 49ers um, white jerseys still look pretty sweet anyway. So uh, it'll, be, it'll still be a good game to, to watch from an aesthetic standpoint. Um, but yeah, uh, like I say, I think we can talk more about it later on. But these teams are so well matched up against each other. Uh, they're they're both hitting their stride. They're both playing very very well at the precise time that they need to. Um, yep, yeah, impossible to pick a winner, pretty much. But I guess at some point we'll have to to do so. Um, we'll save our predictions for our our, our big preview show that we'll do. Um, and so, yeah, I guess we just have to, to wait now. <laughs> Nearly there. Yeah, yeah, there's a, the Pro Bowls on at the moment. I felt really um, really bad watching some of the Pro Bowl stuff because uh, Lamar Jackson is not a not an accurate boy. Um, so when they're doing all of the... He's the star, they're, they're doing all of these drills around getting the points for, like, threading the needle and everything. And I think he went... Oh, oh yeah. He didn't score a point. And then you get, no. like, um, Kirk Cousins come out and get, like, 30 points. Um, it's not not his with, style, I guess. Eh? For that stuff, Kirk Cousins looks really impressive, like really impressive. Yeah, that's he, a d- yeah. Don't put him under any pressure, and he's fine. <laughs> he's so accurate when he's just uh, when he's you know playing these uh, skill games, but and you see yeah, when like, he's in his civvies. when Watson and and um, uh, Jackson are 
playing these games as well that it's not easy it's not easy to to hit that um you know trampoline 40 yeah. yards away <laughs> um but you know cousins and wilson made it look a lot easier than than uh jackson and and watson did so yeah they picked the most accurate quarterbacks for the afc pro bowl team so we'll see how that mm-hmm. goes <laughs> well, the Pro we'll Bowl's going to uh, be rubbish because no one's going to Pro Bowl's always hit. rubbish. Yeah, no, no, like, no one's going to want to hit Watson or Jackson. So no one hits yeah. anyone in the Pro Bowl ever. It, it's just a case if you go up and you just kind of hug them and that's that's it. No one, no one's properly trying. No one's actually pushing each other in the trenches. No one's smacking anyone down. It's all just a bit of fun and some trick plays. And yeah, it's it's boring. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, we do have about 11 days until, or 10 days. 10 days? Nine uh, days. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Until until we get a, get an actual game of football again, and then after yeah. that, it's like eight months. So yeah, yeah. So let's let's enjoy it while it happens. Like just just let this uh, this stew bubble up and just mature and hear some terrible hot takes here and there over the next little while. But soon enough, the it will be come time for all the talking and conjecture to stop. And it's just left up to the the guys on the field at the time to give us an answer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I still I just love these people saying that Garoppolo's not good enough. But then if you actually look, he's won what thirty two games and lost three <laughs> in his career or something. Now. Yeah, but he only had to throw eight passes in that last game. Um, Did what so. he had to do. Did what he had to do. <laughs> Indeed, if you don't need to use them, then why bother? Um, but yeah, again, that's something that we'll look at closer uh, later on in the week. Um, just uh, very briefly before we finish up, just want to mention that uh, Giants quarterback Eli Manning has announced his retirement from the NFL. Um, obviously, a very, very interesting career. Uh, the, the highlight, of course, being two Super Bowl wins against the, uh, at the time, unbeatable New England Patriots, seemingly, in uh, two of the most incredible Super Bowls you'll ever see. Um, and But he's just such a polarizing figure. Had a very middle of the road um, career statistically, um, but yep, there'll be all this talk back and forth about oh you can't tell the story of the NFL without Eli Manning and stuff like that. Uh, and he won two Super Bowls, but is he really Hall of Fame material? Who knows? We'll maybe discuss that a little bit later on. But in the meantime, I think we need to get out of here. Uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add there, Darren? No, no. I'm looking forward to uh, the. Super Bowl next week and we'll we'll talk about it more in a few days awesome sounds great man well in that case let's uh, call it a night for now uh, or call it a day because it is actually only 11 o'clock in the morning right now but um, yeah let's get get a move on and we'll get back here to really dive into the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers it is going to be a doozy so join us then see you guys later Bye.